episode is brought to you by Squash Clothing and Sugar Life. Welcome to the Overly Excited Podcast, hosted by Jack Watts and Dale Sidebottom. Two friends with a passion for life, learning... And all things that get them jumping out of their seats. <laughs> okay, we're back. Jeez, I, the Overly Excited Podcast, here we go. We're 10 plus episodes in, don't you worry about that. Um, I'm Jack Watts and my incredibly good looking co-host, Ooh. Dale Sidebottom, is sitting across from me. Um, I feel like I haven't seen you for a while, mate. No, we are just talking about that before. Um, isn't it funny when we first met, we'll see each other nearly every day, mm. you know, and things change or whatever. And um, we didn't do a podcast last week because mm. we had one in the bank, which I must admit I really did miss. Yeah, yeah, um, I was the same. Yeah. Was, so and coming back to it now this week, you sort of think, oh, shit, what were we talking like, about? It's a long It's break. a long time before yeah. we've done another one, so... I've missed you. It's good to be back. Um, You've been a busy boy, mate. Been a busy boy. It's been a bit on. What I've just got back from Sydney. I was in Sydney for the weekend, which was which was good fun. And then the week before, I ran the marathon, the half marathon. Let's not uh, get ahead of half ourselves. Half marathon still very impressive, mate. Don't it, uh, don't undersell that. Mm, yeah, it was it was it was actually a lot of fun. And I it, the challenge, you know. I mean, we go to body fit and we smash ourselves and we try to, you know, but it's, it's an just, hour. It's an hour of mixed up things. It's not continuous. For, it's forty five exactly. Yeah. It was, this was an hour. I, I did it in an hour and forty seven, and it's good just going. Pushing your body to those sort of limits. It was. I really enjoyed the feeling afterwards of you know just being absolutely spent and sore, and my knee was cooked, and my hips and my leg was sore, and. Um, it was a beautiful feeling, which you, I've which I've missed. Did you enjoy the last five k's? Oh no, <laughs> no, no, no. So this is I know exactly. You didn't train for it. I've done two myself, mm. and I thought a bit arrogant. I'll just be able to do it without training. I enjoyed the first ten k's of each. Yeah, I despised. I'd never had so many demons yeah. in my head those last five. And the only reason you you keep going is because there's people around you yeah. that oh, can't look like the <laughs> oh, weak one that missed stop the pulls walk. out. Yeah. <laughs> oh mate, it's so funny because this guy through Morty Sea Dippers, um, Shawnee, and he he did it with me, and he, me, him, and Amy, we sort of ran together at the start, and then we were going at sort of six minute K pace, and I sort of was feeling like you know let's get going here, so I sort of took off and went off on my own. And I was, you know, a bit arrogant at the start. Same thing, talking to him. He was videoing the whole thing and talking to him. Oh, we're fresh. We're fine, blah, blah, blah. You would love that though. Yeah. I was all over it. He was 10 times more than me. Oh, so was, you love it. I loved it. <laughs> and then anyway, so off I went. And I'm not joking. I got to about, well, got about the 10K mark and the right hip just started to pack up. Just pulling the hip through, it just started. Do you reckon that just constant thudding? It's like four or five times body weight each time. Yeah. Do you reckon that just repetition? Well, I had a bad, I had a really sore back going into it. So I think the back, right side of my back, pulling on the hip, trying to drag it through. Big, you got big levers, mate. A, I'm a big. You're a big lad. Chunky thing these days. <laughs> and um, <laughs> you're looking all right, mate. Yeah. Don't worry about that. But anyway, then he's, so he's sort of a long way back running with Amy, and then he's just. Zoomed up, caught up to me, and as he you stopped said, filming. He probably stopped videoing and started running. And started actually running. <laughs> so then he gets up to me with about six k's to go, and as you said, that's just as the <laughs> demons are stuck. And I'm wearing this grey shirt, and it's just I did, sweat. I did see that. Now we're both demon sweaters. <laughs> I would that would be literally seriously. Uh, I think Is there that? was a bit of water. There was a bit of water. <laughs> 
not. You're a demon sweater. I would be wearing black or white. I oh, know. Mate, oh, what well, were it, you thinking? It was the Connor's run shirt. Oh, no, so I know, but why know, would it be grey? I honestly no, don't mind the showing the sweat. You yeah, show how much you're working. Yeah, who cares? You're running a marathon, exactly. half marathon. Like it, good on you. Exactly. But you were sweating a lot. I was sweating. Yeah, like I love a pig, it. Like a pig. <laughs> And um, and he comes, like he comes running up to us. Oh, what's he? How you going, mate? Oh yeah, let's go. How? Where do we get? And I was just running, like literally the last ten minutes. I've been thinking, how do I? Should I run in front of this car here? Should I just trip? Should I turn an ankle on purpose? And how, just, how can I not finish? How this? can I get out of this thing? Because I was in the hurt locker. Oh. And then he comes up and just keeps. I'm thinking, shit. If he talks to me for the next seven k's here, I'm in. I'm in big trouble. <laughs> Thankfully, he said, "All right, I'm going to have a crack now." And off he went into the distance. But um, yeah, made it. Made it. Um, was happy. Was happy that I finished it, and it was, it was just such a good vibe at the. Oh. you know, everyone there is pumped and excited and happy that they've done something. You know, trying to get themselves better, and um, yeah, it was good fun. It's um, I had a good mate I caught up with on uh, Saturday, come around for a barbecue with her kids and had a swimming pool. It was really nice. I hadn't seen him for a long time because he was like he trained really hard for it. Oh, yeah. Um, and he did in like three minutes, 15 for the like three mm. hours, 15, sorry. Oh, the whole, the whole, the whole marathon. Like, and that's a, that's good going. Like, well, that's. that's that's quicker than my half. No, not, not, not comparing, but yeah. he did a lot of training and mm. like, like, I just like yeah. I don't I find it really fascinating, particularly, you know, I've got a lot of mates that are triathlons and well, mm. Will, one of your, your best mates is doing the noosa soon. The training that you do for that, it's all on your own. Mm. You're swimming looking at that black line, you're running and ride. You might mm. do it with some other people, but most of the time you're doing it early morning or late night. Mm. And I know my mate run his work all day, he's got three kids, he'd run from like eight till ten every night. By himself, yeah. like it's I was, just, I was like, mate, well done. Like mm. that's a, such an achievement to get that time. Yeah. So that's what I mean. It, like you said, everyone that's in the stadium, yeah, they've all achieved something. And I think that's such a good point. What you said, like not comparing yourself Never. to others because you shouldn't because you're so everyone's so different and at different stages. And it's just your achievement is is the fact that you've gone, you've done it, you've trained however much you might have trained, you've done and you've completed it. Yeah, and it's the best feeling. And there's, and who cares if someone has gone and run, you know, which the, plenty of them do, and they run incredible times. It, it's got nothing to do with it. And that's sort of what I've finally started to realize with running and with doing this stuff, like a bit long dis, longer distance running, is like, because I think I always used to, you know, I'd compare myself to how I used to run, or I'd compare myself to other guys that I, you know, that I play with that are doing marathons and half marathons now and they're running them in fucking, you know, who knows what time, you know, these crazy times. And it's like, I know I'm never going to be able to do that. I'm fucking six inches taller than them and I've got an extra 20 kilos on them and, you know, and it doesn't matter what they, they're doing or what. It's just like it's that a sense of accomplishment which yeah. I've, I really enjoyed. So, Do you know what you just mentioned there though? That's life. Mm. Why do we compare everything to other people? Yeah. Our jobs, our titles, how much money we make, what assets we have, yeah, you know, how many followers, like all mm. these different things is exactly the same as a half or a marathon. What do people say to you? Oh, what time did you run? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not 
How did you enjoy it? Yeah. What was the best part about it? I didn't give, I couldn't give a shit what time you ran. Yeah. I just knew the last five k's would be hard, <laughs> and you would have been up and about for the first ten. <laughs> yeah. So, but so everyone, that's, yeah. everyone gets the same feeling at the end. Yeah, exactly. The only time that feeling goes away is when you start comparing your time mm. to other people. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's it's more if, if you set yourself something and you don't achieve it or if you set yourself or if you know you could probably get that time and then your training wasn't quite there and you, you know, and you were mucking around beforehand or whatever it might be. Or some people just like to do it and enjoy it. Yeah. And there's no sort of pressure on it and that's fine too, you know. Um, but I think that's the best thing about events like that. Everyone is supporting and embracing mm. each other. I, I think we're our own worst enemies because we're the ones that compare times or yeah. different things like that. Yeah. Um, but when you just let all that go and you complete something, yeah. like yeah. it's a really rewarding. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's brilliant, mate. Yeah, I agree. Like there's probably no – I don't know many – I haven't done any other ones besides that one and the beach road, like the Sandy Point one or whatever. Mm. Running into the MCG. Yeah. Wowee. Yeah, it was That's cool. a Coliseum, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and for everyone else probably there, they hadn't played a few games on there. You know, like, <laughs> so for other people it probably means more, but it's probably a nice thing for you to do too. Like, yeah. No, it was a different cool. experience. Yeah, it wasn't copping abuse over the fence <laughs> and uh, wasn't it? <laughs> no, Number was, four, you battler. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Get him off. Were there any cheese boards? No around? cheese no boards. Actually, the, the, the stands were packed. Like people. Everyone's just there watching their friends come in. And yeah. That's what I love. Like, it was absolutely packed. Yeah. I mean, I was absolutely cooked, so I didn't really lap it up. It I was much. like, just get me over the finish line. But, <laughs> but, um, but no, that, that was great. So that was last week and then led into into Sydney. Yeah, went up to Sydney, watched a mate play. His band, Telenova, was playing up there on the Friday night. Yep. Just got up there and then just had a beautiful weekend. It's, that, um, it's funny that the Melbourne v Sydney sort of rivalry, you know, Oh, they're all snobs and they're all this and they're all that. <laughs> I finally got up there. You know, I'm 32 years old and finally got up there and yep, God, I'm sorry. What do you mean? Well, I've been there plenty of times. Yeah, yeah but you just flew in, flew out. But I've yeah, it's always been pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah or it's yeah. been a you know yeah whatever it might be. But this was just a nice sort of wholesome weekend where I got around and saw everything and did the walks and played golf and um, yeah, it's it's certainly won me over. New South Wales, Sydney, Ooh, look out. Very nice beaches. Very well uh, designed city. Mm. You can see why people love it. Yep. Like it's picturesque. Yeah. Like it's yep. incredible. Um, one of the things I must admit, I've, uh, you sent me a message today, what's his book club? Um, <laughs> you know when you tell someone a joke, it was like, I don't know if people listening to the Eddie Perfect podcast, but thought I was telling this good joke and it was the pits. <laughs> I still don't think it was too bad. No, we just didn't quite catch it. No, no one caught it. That's a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I had to ask you what you were talking about today because I had no idea, but what's his book club? I must admit, um, and we're going to talk about a few messages and um, particularly one, there's a few questions we're going to focus on today, mate, but I had about three or four people message and ring me saying how refreshing you talking about your dragons and <laughs> your dungeons and, and Dragon Ball Z as well. Oh, yes, yes. yes. Well, mate. Hey, mate, people didn't realise you're just this nerd. And now because of the podcast, the, the reach, the yeah. dynamic reach of the Overly Excited Podcast, <laughs> we have started a movement, Dave. <laughs> 
I'm, ta- I'm getting messages left, right and centre. I'm talking... <laughs> People just want to join this book club so we can discuss what Pharaoh is doing with Tamlin and is she, is she, you know, betraying the love of her life to head over with Resand? But oh, who knows? I don't know who's the right, who's wrong. So we've got a good little following now. I reckon I've got about three or four, maybe five people reading like the same book. Same book. We're in constant contact. Oh, what did you finish this chapter? What do you think of this? So if anyone's in, involved, I'm on to um, – and, I mean, it's funny. I went up to Sydney and basically the whole time I just wanted to read my book, get back to the hotel and get back into uh, a You're court into fairies. Of, of into fist, fairies now. Into fairies. So, so we got through the dragon. So Fourth Wing, the new book of that, the second of that series, comes out in November, early November. So I'm very excited for that. But – I had a bit of time in between, so I thought, all right, I'll start this. It's called A Court of Thorns and Roses was the first one. Yeah. And A Court of Mist and Fury I think is the second one and so I'm heading towards the end of the second book now already and it's just, I mean, this podcast, can we hurry up because I need to get get home and finish this you book. You did say I'll be a short and sharp one. I'm like, what do you got on tonight, mate? <laughs> oh, it's heating up, mate, I'm telling you. I was, in, I was actually on my lunch break at work today in this cafe and I was reading it and this scene comes up. Oh, my goodness. Like, mate, there's this scene. They go into this sort of, you know, I'll try not to give away, but go into a bit of a dungeon. They have to play this, the the character's sort of like, you know, he has to make it seem like she's her little, his little pet sort of thing. So she sits on his lap and then it's going through, you know, and his hands are caressing, going under my dress. And I'm sitting there in this bloody cafe getting a bit hot and flustered. And I have to sort of look up every now and then thinking, Jesus, hope no one's watching me read this oh, book. I That's find this fascinating because I'll be so honest with you, and I was before, mm. I had no, like, desire ever yeah. to even contemplate giving it a go. But that doesn't mean, like, no, but that doesn't mean I'm, I'm, I'm really curious. Yeah. Like, but that's what you like. And well, then I love it that we get along on so many different levels. Yeah. But this, I never would have. Couldn't and be not, further apart. I'm not judging you one little bit. I actually love it. Yeah. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. But I just find it's so amazing. And that's, yeah, people don't share that stuff though. Yeah. Do you know, like that they're at cafes talking about Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> yeah. and on laps and that. Erotica, fairy erotica. <laughs> reading it in the cafe, getting a bit, bit of sweat under the brow. I tell you what. Oh, Feyre, stop that. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, so anyone else, if anyone's sort of reading or, oh. or has read the, the court series and wants to sort of just slip into my DMs and I could talk about it all day. So oh. join the book club, get on board where we're taking people. Also, I had a little thought today about what I could bring to the pod, Dale. Yes, Jacko. Now, look, I'm, as we've spoken about, you know, I'm a lonely man, lonely 32-year-old. 30, oh. and <laughs> we haven't stopped that. <laughs> That's not. We haven't painted that. No, 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 okay. No. Don't change that, please. Okay, Start again. That was, that was just being. Facetious. That was like you know when well, I'm not editing that out, bit but of, I've had to do that once before. And no, it took a no, while, no. but this is start again. I. How okay? I um, no. Well, it was going towards why I buy a lot of tickets to things because as we've spoken about, I love. Musicals. That's better. I love um, some live music. I'm loving, you know. So I've, I've bought a whole lot of tickets, which a lot of them are coming up over the next, you know. Let me just have a quick look in this 
in my wallet. But I, u- I often buy two or three tickets because I don't want to go on my own. Yeah, yeah. But I don't really have anyone to go with me. Do you, is that because you like going with different people all the time? Like yeah. not the same ones? Yeah. I think that's cool. Yeah, I just like having it there ready so that the week leading into it I can sort of ask someone who maybe I haven't seen for a while or maybe I haven't – or someone I want to, you know, maybe someone I want to impress, Dale. Who knows? <laughs> oh. But I've got, you know, let's have just have a quick Real look. Real mate. Real I mean, off. Tina Arena oh, who unfortunately it. just can't, had to cancel her. Did she? Her, she was the first – this is one, and we'll get back to that. First ever CD I ever bought. No. Tina Arena. It's showing my age here, isn't it? No, Tina's a goddess. Oh, no, but that was my first ever. That's amazing. Yeah. What was yours? Mine was um, oh, like Boomtown or whatever, Crazy Town, Butterfly. Oh, come, come, my baby, yeah, feel yeah. my butterfly, sugar. I won't sing anymore. But, yeah, so there you go. There's one for that you. But keep going. So Tina Arena, what, she's cancelled? She cancelled her. Oh, Sorrento her Moon. Come on, Tina. Oh, my. God, she's an absolute superstar. But I've got, you know, Wicked, the musicals. I mean, they're, the, few of them are a fair way away, but some of them are coming up. Paramore tickets, the national tickets, Greenspoon tickets. Ooh. Um, I'll, uh, <laughs> what's Greenspoon? Greenspoon? I'll take you up on that. Okay. Actually, okay. here's a story for you. I used to DJ. Um, so Ballarat went to oh, beauty what Ballarat. What have you done, uh, so, so one night Grinspoon were playing and then so I mixed like I was DJing after them into TV rock. It was like, wow. Yeah, so I was like, I thought it made it here, Dale. I've made it And here. now I don't do any of it. But <laughs> I'm still, that one night so, in the shed in Ballarat, like it was sick. So are we getting sort of, you know. You reckon maybe we could get backstage with your contacts? <laughs> I would get so far from nowhere near backstage, mate. Sorry, did you have any others? No, that's, no sorry, I, mean, I interrupted twice on that. No, sorry, no, that's absolutely fine. But anyway, but what I was thinking was mm. to our you know broad listener um, demographic, I'm putting it out there. If you'd like to come with me to one of these shows, because there's a fair few there can accommodate all sort of demographics and interests and right into the pod, right into us. Um, on, ins- on our Instagram. That's, on the Instagram. we don't have anywhere. Maybe one day we'll have a website and things, yeah. but we don't at the no, moment. No, we'll we're, no, we're nowhere near that. No, that's right. We, we, we keep it simple here at the uh, Overly Excited <laughs> Podcast. So right into the Instagram and tell me why I should take you to uh, – why I should be lucky enough to have you join me on a, on a – Trip down to uh, either the Forum or Sydney Meyer Music Bowl or, you know, the Regent Theatre. Um, I'd love to hear them. I'd love to look through them and would love to take someone out for a beautiful night. So. And maybe also say what you've most enjoyed mm. about what we've created so far. Yeah. I think because that's what we want. Yeah, yes, yes, you want to take someone because they want to go to something, but also why they're actually doing it. Yeah. I think that purpose behind it. Absolutely. Very uh, generous of you there, Jack. You are a very uh, generous man, though. <laughs> you are. I think, as we spoke about, I think giving and making Ooh. other people feel good, it's, that's what it's all about, isn't it? That's what I get a lot of my my happiness and my worth from and my joy and, yeah, I really enjoy it. So I think uh, everybody does. A lot of people are scared, though, because sometimes you put it out there and you you're being vulnerable by, you know, giving or trying to help someone or you don't know how they're going to respond. But when you can let that go, it's really powerful. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, I think I've just always had that sort of idea and thought that, 
you know, what's the worst that can happen, really? Like, even with something like this, you know, like the worst that can happen is no one, no one writes I'm in. I'm sure they will. No one I'm writes sure in. They no will. One. I'll write or, to you. I'll, yeah. uh, Jack, it's just random call it uh, <laughs> DS here. <laughs> I'll come to Grinspoon. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just think, like, I don't know. It's, um, it's, it's probably something I've always had is just like that desire to have fun and enjoy myself and I think I'll be I can sort of do that in any scenario and um you know especially I think I get a lot of energy and excitement from meeting new people and and you know this is a way to do it well I think it's uh Mm. I think it's pretty cool mate I I'm all for it I my current situation wasn't, uh, as you can probably tell, mate, I'm uh, quite horsey here. Mm. The kids are back at daycare, Bree's back at work, and I've been uh, looking after two sick kids after one day at daycare today. Crikey. So that was my day. Um, yeah, my uh, <laughs> my existence is a little bit different. Sounding so depressive there, isn't it? <laughs> but maybe I can come to Grinspoon. Anyway, all right. So um, we – how do I start this? Um, we got – couple of brilliant like messages on our Instagram. Um, I know I know we've had personal ones and telephone calls from people we know. These couple though, I we don't know them. Like and they've just followed us and mm. um their heartfelt messages. Wow. Like it was oh, you for me I was like this is why we're doing it. Yeah. We when you knew, sent it to me it yeah. was uh, we just had a bit of a moment together. We did, didn't mate. We? Like just yeah. to see that from a that we you know we've created something and and people out there who we don't know, they're not our, they're not mum, you know, thanks mum for listening every week, but, you know, it's not, it's not mum, it's not, you know, my cousin or my best friend, it's these, you know, it's absolute randoms who have enjoyed what we've done and, um, you know, that's why we do it really, isn't it? Yeah, and that, like, so honest and open and it really blew me away. Uh, so not going to give away all their names, but there was one that really hit a chord and obviously we want more people to do this. But um, Rochelle wrote in, what you guys are creating is inspiring, relatable and vulnerable. It's so refreshing to hear two blokes talking the way you do. Um, and then she goes on to share a little bit about her story and things she's doing and so forth like that, which I won't share. Um, but she wanted us to discuss three questions and get a guest on or somebody that could talk about them. And, mate, I'm like, there's only two people that need to talk about these. <laughs> this is what we want. Like, and I think they're great questions. And like we've spoken about, we are so similar on so many ways when we first started this, but what we're finding out, we're not. Yeah. I think that's the best thing when you sit down with somebody and actually allow conversation to take place. You figure out that you are different than anyone else. Mm. No one else like you on the planet. Yeah, uh, so I, I love it that's when you your allow superpower. that. Isn't it whatsoever? Yeah. Yep. Uh, so you've got three questions, and I'll just would we'll go one at a time. Um, and I suppose if people are listening to this and they do have questions like this, uh, yeah, send them through. Like if they're on your mind, we want to talk about them too because they're probably topical or they probably relate to us. Mm. Um, courage. Oh, I love courage. Courage, feeling the fear and doing things anyway. Woohoo! Taking the leap out of your comfort zone. Now, we have spoken about this one a little bit, Jacko. We're completely different on this. Mm. How would you say, and I'll talk about it, I just do things. I don't, know, I don't know where that's come from. I and just lucky enough, I can just do that, and I don't really care about the consequences. I just make it work. I know that I'm probably not even one percent of the population with that, mm. and I don't take that for granted. I'm very lucky. 
but we've spoken about the podcast and starting it and how hard that was for you mm. because it was so far out of your comfort zone. Mm. What have you learned or what do you look at courage as? Like if you relate it back to the podcast, but then, you know, other things you've done or, mm. you know, how you're growing from that? Yeah, I think, I think courage takes on so many forms, doesn't it? And it's so different for so many people, you know. Someone getting out of the house, moving, you know, going out in public is is a really courageous thing. For others, that's easy, and it, mm. you know, so I think for everyone, it's 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 so different. But um, but yeah, I think certainly relating to the podcast, um, you know, for me it was it was very nerve wracking starting out because we're showing we're putting ourselves out there. Aren't Do we, we think we we're gonna like? We didn't. Do we know we we're gonna? I certainly did. Yeah, I, I think I, you I, sort of. I, made, I, I, I didn't know. Mm. Like I, I, I felt comfortable enough to, mm. and I suppose I haven't done that on. I don't know. I think because it's just us, and I mm. feel really comfortable with you. Mm. That just happened. Yep. I didn't know. I don't. I don't set sort of boundaries or parameters of what I'm going to mm. do. It just happens. Mm. It happens. Yeah, but for me, that's yeah. I'd probably show more courage on this mm. than I have in other platforms. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and then I think I guess the courage of um, of you know it being our first or my first time at something, and then obviously it was when we were gonna ask guests on and when we we're gonna and I was gonna be that was really scary to me because I was thinking I'm I'm not I'm no professional at this so things that I you know as I spoke about taking someone out for a night out on like. That, for me, that's not scary. Yeah, that's like for some people that would be so scary, yeah. and it would take them. It would be take so much courage for them to do that. But for me, that's not. But for me, I think yeah, trying to, um, you know, just things that I'm not, I'm not a professional at, or I'm not, I haven't practiced, or I haven't, you know, I like to be, you know, competent at something before I really give it a, a red hot crack. And I think coming into this, it was, you know, it was um, foreign territory. So. So, yeah, I think that was probably, you know, just taking those first few steps. And, and now, you know, the the beauty of it, like after we, you know, after the um, Eddie Perfect episode and we're driving home and I was just, we, we had that moment again. It was like, how fucking good was that? Like <laughs> just meeting, you know, but I was so stressed before it. And yeah. I was so, oh, what if I don't ask good questions or what if I don't? But, you know, just to, to sort of have a few under our belt where I've, got through them and then felt so good afterwards and so now I can almost trick myself even when the nerves come and the you know to say you know what you're gonna love it you're gonna absolutely love it it's like going to the gym it's like doing an ice bath you never feel worse afterwards no you know whereas at, but you're stressed beforehand and you're stressed oh do I really want to do it but um but yeah so that's that's probably for me um that's that's where the courage came into it with the pod I Love everything you just mentioned there. And I think the way we talk to other people about what's natural for us is really hurtful sometimes. So just do it. I didn't because mm. easy for me. Just do it. Just message them. It's fine. Mm. I'm not being empathetic to you because mm. I don't know how hard that is for you. It's mm. like when we're talking about, you know, you're 32, everyone's like, oh, when are you going to get a partner? Mm. It was like when we got married, when are you going to have a kid? Oh, when are you going to have your next kid? You know, like it, people don't mean to do that, but mm. they're hurtful. How do they know if we're not having a lot of trouble trying to have a kid or that you don't know how to find a partner or like that you get anxious asking somebody to be on a podcast? Yeah. Don't assume just because something's easy for you that it's 
easy for someone else. The courage comes from within. Mm. Telling somebody what they should do is the complete opposite of that. Nah. And I don't realise people don't so pe- people just aren't aware. Yeah, I think I think like, like I don't know. It, it, it doesn't. It does frustrate me because I know I used to do it. Yeah, and I'd just say, "People, you just got to start." And I said that to you, mm. and it's made me really think about it. That mm. that's, but I'm different. Like I'm different. But there'd be other things that you would say something to me that would hit a chord with me. Yeah, and I think like I've lived my life with this this sort of one little mantra that's sort of stuck with me for a long time. It's like the ability to put yourself in someone else's shoes is the most important skill, I think. Like, Big if, time. If, because if you can – and not, you can't do it completely and you don't know everything that's going on with someone. But if you, even if you just show the effort that you're thinking about what maybe they're going through and how they might react to – you know, like in all my life in with mentors and friends and family and coaches and the ones that absolutely – stuck with me and I love till the end of the earth are the ones that I I know they they are making an effort to understand why I'm feeling the way I am and why I react the way I am even though I know they don't agree with a lot of it or they're completely different in their own ways and their own morals and their own but they're they're trying yeah. you know be, to to create that connection so yeah I think that's a great point you make and and I um, just I I think about it a lot mm. and <clears throat> probably because for a lot of my life, I blamed a lot of other people for the way I was and because I wasn't happy in the person I was because it was easier to do it that way. But now that I've sort of – I've owned that, now different interactions or like particularly when we had that chat mm. and I'm like sometimes you have to have that hard chat to realise but then you learn from it. Mm. It's like courage, you yeah. know, doing something – yeah, you've done it, but then how did it make you feel? What outcome was it? It doesn't matter. You did it. Mm. What can you do next? Yeah. And it's not these – don't set huge goals. Yeah. And it's exactly the same as the way you interact with people. Um, just because you need to be spoken to a certain way. It's yeah. exactly – I feel in sport analogy again. Look at old coaches, particularly when you're going through. Rah! Like everyone's getting spoken to the same. We're all different. Yeah. We all get motivated different ways. Yeah. You look at the good coaches now, they're not coaches, they're mentors, educators. Father figures. 100% yeah, because yeah. they know what everybody needs and that's exactly what you've got to be to anyone in your life or anyone you're having a conversation with mm. and that for me is courage, mm. owning the way you speak to people and doing something about it. And if you've done something that didn't work out right, reflect on it. Mm. Make sure it doesn't happen again Like because you can, you can always – like do things to yourself and that's fine. You're not hurting anyone else. But the way a question or you tell somebody that you should just do it, I don't know. I think that's <clears throat> that is something that people don't really understand the impact that their words are having mm. sometimes because they don't have the same impact to them. Yeah. And I think uh, like self-reflection, introspection is so important in that space. And then there's a whole other skill of being able to communicate it yeah. After that, you know, like which is really difficult too. Yeah. You know, our conversation and it like then you have these realizations to actually tell someone or I fucked up there. Yeah. Or, I realized, okay, I'm sorry that I may I I was feeling this way and I was feeling like you weren't really coming to the table and with this or that's why I got frustrated. But I see now that you know whatever it might be, like that's a really hard skill Ooh. and you got to work at that. That's but that's courage. Mm. 
that's courage, owning owning the space. Mm. Own, we talk about excited arena. Mm. You're in the arena when, when you're with anyone else. Like that's that's courage for me. Yep. Not doing something for the first time or whatever. That's just that's just doing something. Mm. I feel when you can own the space with other people and reflect on it and want to get better. Mm. I don't know. Like, yeah. a, but it's like most things. It's bloody hard. Yeah. Like, and it's not easy. But I don't think anything should be easy because then it's like a half marathon. You know, like why do you feel so good at the end? It's because you've done something that your body wasn't, well, I'm not saying everyone else said you didn't train, but you didn't train. So you did something that was really pushing yourself. What's the old uh, the old saying, Dale? If it was easy, Ooh. everyone would be doing it. Well. Everyone would be doing it. and that's <laughs> There's a lot of people in the stands, wasn't there? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> you didn't see them though because you're looking at the ground. Because <laughs> I was about to spew. But <laughs> like, no, what's that's, that draft doing? Like, oh. it, it is interesting and in it's the same with, you know, with being – you know, self-aware. There's not, there's not a whole lot of people that are at that stage yet. You know, a lot of it's a journey, definitely. And but um, you know, it, it's certainly I would say easy to find people who are in their own zone and think that they're you know, their life is by far the most important over everyone else. Then there's not. So yeah, it's a uh, we could talk about that a lot because I, I just think if people aren't. And all our mates uh, will say, oh, yeah, right, I side of you. Ah, you're talking all your stuff again. Rah, mm. rah. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. And a lot of time that might be because, yeah, it might hit a chord with them mm. that they knew the person I used to be and I'm trying to change. We all still make mistakes, yeah. but I'm aware of it. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I think that's courage when you can say that. Yeah. I and still will make mistakes. So will you. And I love that from you and it's like it's – I remember like Stephen Fry, he's a bit of a idol of mine, like just the smartest man ever. And I remember him saying something about like being so, like how can some people be so sure of themselves? Like he's willing to listen and he's willing to take their opinion on board, but to tell someone you're right or you're wrong, how, how do you know? How do, <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? And that, and that ability to, to be open-minded and um, – and, you know, taking other people's opinions, views, you know, obviously there's certain things, you know, science and facts and whatever that are locked in, you know. But around that, like people can have different opinions about anything and it's like they're not right, they're not wrong. It's how they feel. It's their experience. It's what they've grown up with. Mm. The reason they, they have that feeling that, you know, and that that's what I am so interested in is why people, okay, how did you get to that point of feeling this way, you know, like, I was in Sydney recently and, you know, the, I was catching up with a, an old friend up there and this is just a little side story but I'll, get, I'll go there because <laughs> – I like I'll, when you go on side story. I'm in, I'm in the zone. Good. But, this is courage. Keep yeah. going, yeah. So anyway, I was having a chat. I haven't seen, um, seen her in a long, long time and, and the referendum conversation came up and, you know, oh, you know there was something about – and it was sort of like, oh, well, what she asked me, what do you do? And Ooh. I said, oh, you don't really have to even ask me. It's sort of like a <laughs> – bit of a no-brainer for me like you know of course i voted yes oh you're brainwashed you're brainwashed you've got them all you know they've got and you know for me and so i was i listened to her and i she didn't listen to you and as soon as i sort of said oh look i can take that on board she was talking about funding and they're trying to divide and you know i'm saying you know i get it you might have read some article on facebook or whatever like (laughs) that's fine but you know and then i tried to have my piece and sort of talk about you know i've spoken to plenty of my indigenous mates who have said uh, they've had their piece and they've said that for them it's 
it's a step in the right direction. Yep, it's not perfect. Yep, it's not. This. But to have Indigenous people making decisions on, you know, it makes sense to that. So that's all I needed to hear, you know. I, yeah, but uh, no, and, that's but your decision. Would, but she would just bang, you're wrong. Oh. And it was sort of like, come oh. on, you know, like. Do you know, I think that's uh, oh, and that's why the last thing I'd ever want to talk about mm. on any show is politics. Mm, no, it just exactly. makes people uh, they get really angry, like just straight away get instead of being curious, not even judgmental, like get angry. And I think isn't that Whoa. exactly what we're talking I about? I know for them to not to not be able it to have does. an open-minded conversation about it and take in other people's point of views, and I I find it's because politics it affects them personally in certain ways. So the things that affect them personally. They have such strong views on. Oh, it's but it's anger. Mm. It's not strong. Yeah, it's like this. Uh, yeah, it's not. I nice. see it like my old man, and I just, it's, I just, whoa, yeah. Kev, and you probably listen to this. Like, stop. Yeah, like yeah. that. The why, energy. It why? Takes. Like, mm. stop. Reflect and think. Why are you getting so angry? Mm. I don't even. You brought it up. I'm not even. You're talking at me, and you're telling me questions. Like, mm. I, I don't know. Yeah, no, exactly. It's, I, I but it's really that's exactly right. What you're just talking about mm. comes back to everything we just spoke about. Yeah, sometimes it brings the worst out in people. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Oh, they, so courage. We probably went there. Jeez, we've gone yeah. into some pretty so, deep, deep so detail. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably get another message saying, <laughs> "Can you can refine you guys shut that? up? <laughs> uh, we got two to go. Oh. So. Uh, finding your plan B. Actually, we've got uh, Shanna Kennedy uh, coming on uh, the podcast uh, with Colin Callender uh, very soon as well. She actually wrote a book called The Plan B, eight-time author, global speaker. Wow. Um, and Cole's uh, ex-CEO uh, of Sports Girl, and they're doing really good things. So that's coming up. But that's plan B. We could probably relate that one, Rochelle, back to that. But um, finding your plan B. Life doesn't uh, always go to plan and that's wonderful if you can embrace it. Society is obsessed with the five-year plan, but it's bullshit. Dancing emoji. And I couldn't agree more. Now, Jack, I'm going to throw this over to you after I say one thing. Mm. The moment you put a time frame or like something on something you want to achieve, you're putting pressure on yourself, unwanted pressure. Mm. I don't know why. It's good to have goals and want to get somewhere, but don't make it so if it's in five or ten years because then if it's in ten years but yourself is going to be in five, you think it's a failure but you got there anyway. Mm. You don't always know your journey or how you're going to get there or what's going to happen. Have these ambitions where you want to go but enjoy the journey. Mm. It doesn't matter how long it takes you. And I think this is one of the biggest problems of society and smart goals and all these things at workplaces and mm. remember as a teacher, I used to have to do these every year. Like how about I just come in and have fun and be the best version of myself? Mm. I, yeah. I don't know. That, like I, I think it's crap. Yeah. No, I, I sort of think, I mean, yeah, you could look at it both ways. I, I think it's good to have certain goals and things that you want to tick off. But I, I think with the five-year plan and those sorts of long-term, you know, it's and it personal, it's really personal, you know, I want to be married with a house <laughs> and this. It's like, yeah, it's like for me, it's like break it down to a daily thing, you know. I want to get up and I want to make my bed, clean my room, you know, brush my teeth and go to the gym and make one person smile. And like, and like, you know what I mean? It's simple. Yes. And having those little things that you know makes you 
makes you happier, makes you a better person. Um, for me, that's yeah, because that pressure of of the you know, I think that five year plan and and yeah, it's a great point that Rochelle says. It's like, oh, and I've felt it. And I've spoken about it on the podcast yeah. recently. Oh, I don't have a girlfriend. Oh, I don't have this. And it's like a lot of my friends are having kids. A lot. Of, it's like if you re- if. If that's all you're working towards oh, and you're forcing it. You're missing you're, out on everything else. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And you're not being the best person you can. And once you simplify it and you get back to just being a good person, helping others, whatever that, whatever you want in life will come mm. if you really want that. And But if you're forcing it and you're getting upset and you're wasting energy because you don't have it and, you know, we've all been, we've all been um, guilty of it at some stage, but... But I think, yeah, for me, it's um, I, I tend to agree in a lot of ways in 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 the terms of, you know, simplify things, break it down to to small goals, and um, you know, being like deciding the person you want to be before all those you know materialistic sort of things, and then the rest sort of falls into place, in mm, my opinion. I agree, and probably the other thing is. A five-year plan, if you're waiting five years to celebrate any wins in your life, mm. I was uh, I was really guilty of this. That I'd delay gratification and then any time I had a goal that I'd want to achieve, I wouldn't celebrate it because I had another one. The longer you do that, you just like it's horrible. Yeah. You, you don't actually ever be happy because you don't allow yourself to be and more importantly, you're never present. Yeah. You're never present with the people you're off because you're so fixated on something in the future that may not even occur. You may not even get there. Mm. One of the last things I finish every keynote with Jacko is don't buy green bananas mm. because no one eats green bananas. They're gross. You're mm. a sicko if you do. You know, so if you, if you're, <laughs> Furry on your floor. Oh, man, it's like eating a stick. <laughs> <laughs> but if you buy green bananas, you've got to wait for them to ripen. Mm. You know, So you're delaying something. Yeah, we don't know how long life will be. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Mm. So if you're waiting five years to live life, yeah. I just uh, I don't know. Each day is a gift. Enjoy it. Yeah, and I think there's another another great sort of reference there. I don't know if anyone out there's NBA fans, but Giannis Antetokounmpo Ooh, plays yes. for the Milwaukee Bucks. He got asked. You know, they were the best team all year, and um, you know he got asked. They got knocked out in the playoffs against a really good team, and one of the reporters said, "Oh, do you consider this year a failure?" And it went sort of viral because he he said, you know, if you consider just because we lost the championship, do you think it's a failure? Oh, you he asked the reporter. He said, at your job, do you get a, a a raise or a promotion every single year or every couple of months? No, you don't. But do you consider that a failure every single time? You don't. No, because you got to enjoy the journey. You're all you're always working towards something, and that's where I see like those small little goals are where it's at because that gets you on the right track to where you want to be, to the bigger goals eventually. But it's not the be-all and end-all to win the gold medal, to win the championship, to win that. The journey is what it's all about, isn't it? So, I, and I, I must admit, I'd forgot, I remember watching that and going, that is just, mm. that's spot on. Because it is a journey. You don't want to just not live life until you get where you want to be. Yeah. You've got to enjoy the journey. And that's the highs and the lows and that's the courage, previous question, mm. Enjoying that yeah, and being able to sit through the hard times but also the good times to get where you want to go. So I feel having a vision of where you want to be is important but don't get so fixated on a certain amount of time ahead yeah. that you forget what's happening tomorrow. 
because that's all you can control. You can only control now. The past is gone. The future may never happen. We are in the dungeon at the moment with the dragons and the fairies, Jacko. On fire, baby, too. <laughs> <laughs> we are. This is going to be a short potty. And we're, just, we're rolling here, baby. <laughs> I'll go to the last one, mate. So uh, gut instincts, learning to know when a career, relationship, situation is right or wrong. I'll pass that over to you, great mm. man. Ooh, disgust, disgust, disgust. I mean... That's a, that's a really interesting one because I think for me, you know, I guess I've had relationships in the past where I've, you know, I've obviously left left them and finished them off and and then later on oh, I thought had second guesses or second thoughts and then also footy career, you know, should I have moved earlier? Should I have done this? Basketball career? How do you know? But um, and so, yeah, I guess like trusting your gut yeah, I think in the end, in the end, if it's if it gets to a point where, I mean, for me, it comes down to enjoyment, enjoyment, and and lot and how much you're enjoying your life and how much it's affecting you because there is a balance. Like we can't just have it's not you know clouds and rainbows and roses all the time, is it, Dale? You got to put your head down, bum up occasionally, work hard, and go through some stuff that's not ideal to support your family and whatever it might be. Um, but at the same time, if it's affecting your life in such a way like that becomes so negative and it's, you know, a, such a deterrent to happiness and, you know, I think definitely your, your gut kicks in there and, and, um, and, you know, sort of helps you on your way to make that decision to move on or, you know, to, or to chase something, you know, I, I really want that you know, and, and chase it hard. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, a, it's an interesting one. Trust in your gut when a relationship or, yeah. What I, are your um, thoughts? I think courage, and I've mentioned each, I think each question we've spoken about today relates back to courage. Courage to believe in yourself that what you're feeling is the right thing mm. and that sometimes even if people don't agree with you, you know in your, yourself, and I'll go back to my first marriage. I knew I wasn't right, and it wasn't the right thing, and it would have been easier just to stick it out. Mm. But I'm like, it, it, it's not right. Yeah. And people don't agree, and you upset people or different things like that. But that's the short term. Sometimes you know, yeah. I like, and I always look back at that, and I'm like, I wasn't a good person then the best I could be, uh, the situation wasn't right and a lot of it was my own doing, it's easier sometimes just to accept and stay there. Mm. Gut feeling though sometimes is really hard and that's why you get rewards down the track. You won't always see them at the start and I think that's the hardest thing when you make a decision like that, like you're saying that with a relationship or whatever that you didn't think it was right but then it's really hard so it's easier to go back. Mm. And I think I, that's yeah. gut feeling. Like I think it feels, it doesn't feel good. Yeah. And I think you made such a good point there. Like when it's comfortable, it's easy to yes. just, and it's the same with so many people at their work or at their in their relationships or whatever it might be. It's comfortable and it's easy. So, oh, but it's not optimum. It's not giving you everything. It's but, not fulfilling. And it's sort of like, okay. But that's a hard decision oh, because it's so hard, it's mate. a huge 
thing in your life, your work or your relationship is such a big part of your life. So, you know, ending something there or leaving your job, it's scary because the, the future's unknown, isn't it? And it's like, um, but uh, yeah, I, I think your gut instinct, you, you know, how many times have you sort of um, hung around in something for a long, long period when you know you've had that gut feeling 12 months ago yeah and you haven't done it you haven't done it you haven't done it and you've waited and it finally 12 months later and you go shit i wish i did that a while and then hindsight we spoke about it the other week i'd love a hindsight pill it'd be amazing (laughs) but but it sometimes it's easier to validate it if you just stick around it gets worse and worse and worse Mm. and then that's like oh yeah it's easier now to leave yeah sometimes though you feel it and you're like nah this isn't right yeah yeah, it's everyone's different though. Mm. But then also, like, also I can sort of see like sometimes to stick things out is 100%. really percent Yes, you know, and that's sort of what that's I was a great point, to get mate. For like, a, to sometimes you get through a rough patch and then you know the gold sort of lies on the other end of that, um, which you know I've certainly experienced myself. You know, like, so, um, I could, you know, whether it's finishing my master's degree, how. Yeah, my gut, I hated it and I, this was the most boring thing ever and am I going to have anything out of it, anything going to come of it, but stuck it out and the sense of pride and accomplishment that I felt at the end of that was like nothing I'd felt before, you know. And it's not, it doesn't even matter that you're not using it or anything. Mm. That was something that you committed to do and you did it. Mm. So you didn't let yourself down. I think that's... And it's so easy. Oh, it it's easy to so leave. So easy to leave. Yeah, because you could have made so any excuse up you wanted. Yeah. You know, I've got a business, my mates, clothes. Yeah. I, I just play footy. I've got a good life. I, don't, I actually don't need this. Yeah. But then the moment you quit that, then what else is a snowball effect of that? They're like, if it gets tough, what else could I just quit because I don't need it? Yeah. So I think that's I think I think that's what it comes down to, doesn't it? Is is leaving something you've got to really think about the reason you're leaving is it making me miserable Mm. is it like actually you know or creating a a really sort of negative environment in my life or do i just sort of not want to do it yeah is it too hard yeah is it too hard and they're very different things 100 percent. and i look at it is is this allowing me to be the best possible version of a person and a human i can be for myself and then the people in my life yeah um, and that's when it gets really tough. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> they're hard questions. Yeah. You know, but I think like we've spoken about with everything, like hard questions leave to hard results, to decisions that end up shaping the person you are. Um, if you allow them to, mm. I think everything comes back to how you reflect. And, mm. you know, particularly, I think your master's is a great one, mate. Like how many people in your situation, particularly in you played footy with her in the AFL, that most people start a degree or something like that. Mm. How many people actually finish it? Because I don't need to. Yeah. You know, but then I just feel once you quit something or just because it's hard, yeah. that's not gut feeling. That's sometimes just quitting. And it can sneak in yeah, other it, aspects. You know, and then it's a, it's a snowball effect of different things. But I think gut feeling around situations or just are you the best possible version of yourself in that environment, if in that job, in that relationship, wherever you are in your life. And if you're not, then, yeah, go with your gut. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's, 
Hope we've uh, uh, for Rochelle. How are we going there? Just Rochelle, send us another message. <laughs> yeah. um, so it's going to be a short episode. We've gone over fifty minutes again, Jack Cow, isn't it? Oh, funny, funny when we started. I think the first episode was about 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Like we didn't know what we're talking about. Now it's just flowing. Flows. Yeah. yeah, I really enjoy that. Like getting different perspectives, but again, it comes back. I think we're very similar in our morals and values. Mm. Like I just think the more you talk to someone. I resonate with a lot of things you said there. Yep. Yeah, and, we, and we've had completely different upbringings 100%. and experiences. So we are very different, but we're, I feel like what we're trying to be is quite similar. Mm. We're both trying to head in that sim- similar direction of, you know, of who we want to be as people and how we want to treat others. And it, it's not always perfect. No. And neither of us are perfect. Nothing, You know, we both make plenty of mistakes, but, you know, I think... Um, as we spoke about, being open-minded and caring and, you know, try and think of others and what they're going through can leave in in pretty good stead. So, 100%. Well, listeners, thank you very much. That's another episode down. Uh, just to plant the seed, we, we've got a, we've got a Collingwood superstar, premiership player. Um, another, very good golfer. Very, very oh, good golfer. Hits the ball very well. Smacks it. Uh, very good at most sports uh, is Isn't Jess he? Howe. He mm-hmm. is very good. He's a natural sportsman, mm-hmm. good bloke. Uh, beyond, and I think uh, I'm more fascinated with his year. She's uh, after that arm. Arm and in hospital Shit. and, you know, the infections yep. and, and then to obviously win the flag. Yep. Uh, so next week, yeah, we'll have uh, Jeremy Howe on, uh, which I'm – Excited too. It's uh, it's always nice and we can chat to someone we both know. Tell you what, the overly excited <laughs> podcast. We're gonna have to be very careful just not to let things escalate after this one. Friday morning we're doing it. Afternoon sun coming in. I've actually got to go into a keynote in the city. So Thank I'll, God. I'll be leaving you. Thank uh, goodness. But uh, no, I'm, I'm very excited for that. And I know Jez, uh, he's pretty pumped as well. He's been a Long-time listener, first-time caller. Yeah, can't (laughs) wait to get him on. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, thanks again for everyone that's uh, messaged in. And more importantly, uh, at the overly excited underscore, uh, reach out to Jack, send him a message either on his Instagram or ours saying why you would like to go to a different event with the great man, (laughs) the big six-foot-five half-marathon superstar that uh, loves a good show or two. And also say what you're loving about the show because I think that's what really inspires us. Like mm. I know I was showing my wife, I'm like, this is like mm. incredible. Like it just it's so nice. Mm. Yeah. And I don't don't ever under undervalue sending a nice message like that if it's impacting. And um yeah, I It's made me feel really good, mate. I mean, I think the topic of of the pod was courage and, yeah. and you know, to have the courage I think we all probably have those thoughts occasionally like oh i'd love to let that person but no they won't want to listen to me or they won't want to hear from me we'd love to hear from you and Mm. and you and take the courage you know use your courage and send us a message because we love it and appreciate it so thank you very much beautiful all right what's the pleasure mate enjoy the uh enjoy the the fairies (laughs) the the butterflies just came back to the the stomach